Welcome back to Bible Pillars for today. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. I'm excited that we're back to have our second portion of our study of Daniel. And I do know that you remember if you've looked at it and you've liked it, disliked it, you've shared it, and make sure you subscribe and make sure your friends subscribe as well so that you will know when this video will be uploaded. And with that, I just want to let you know ahead that you may hear a little background noise because we decided to try another scenery. And if you hear that, we're kind of out where it's a lot of wooded area and they're cutting some trees down and they're grinding. And so hopefully it's not going to disturb the whole taping. But if you hear a little bit, just don't let it excite you too much. So I'm glad to have you back and I'm glad to be back with you. Let's pray together. Father, we ask you to open up thine mind eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your law. Help us to know it in our head, store it in our heart, show it in our life, and then sow it in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. On the last video, we studied about the troubling dream of the king Nebuchadnezzar. And we learned that Daniel and his fellows that were not of their kingdom, of the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar, they were captives. And so we learned that Daniel was going to tell the dream and give the interpretation. And so we're going to find out who Daniel and his fellows even got the dream and interpretation from. So let's study together. Let's study the Word of God. So, we talk about God reveals dreams. Let's go to Daniel's 2, Daniel's 2, 28, 29, and 30. Daniel's 2, 28, 29, and 30. It says, But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. Now this is Daniel telling King Nebuchadnezzar what he had dreamed and the interpretation. 29. As for you, O king, your thoughts came into your mind upon your bed and what, what shall come to pass hereafter and he that revealeth secret maketh known to you what shall come to pass? Talking about God. God is going to make this known to you, to Nebuchadnezzar. 30. But as for me, Daniel's talking about himself, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living. So he did not want credit over the other wise men or the soothsayers or the astrologers. He's letting the king know but for their sakes that shall make known the interpretation to the king. In other words, I'm trying to let you know who's given me this dream and interpretation. It's all about God, not the little G, with the big G. Remember we talked about the little G because they said that God didn't even live amongst the living. This God with the big G lives amongst the living and he talks to them. And he reveals dreams and he reveals visions. And we will see that coming next. And then he says this. He says the king. And he says, And that thou mayest, mightest 
know the thoughts of your heart. So some kind of way that God wanted Nebuchadnezzar to know the thoughts of his heart. I don't know if that's going to be too good because how would some of our thoughts sound? <laughs> we might be a little afraid, you know. Here we go. So Daniel's going to start telling this dream. Now you'll see two pictures, one on my, on my left side, one on my right side. And they're going to help us in this teaching, right? So Daniel's 2, we're still in Daniel 2. Go to verse 33 through 30, 32 through, hmm, Daniel's 2, 31 through 33. All these threes was turning my tongues in twos. Daniel 2, 31 through 33. And it says this. You, O king, saw, this is, he's telling what he saw. Now just look to my left, because this is what he saw. Behold, a great image. This great image was brightest. You know, we got bugs out here too, right? I had to get rid of a big ant. Okay, we're going back to our study. The brightest Now that book was as big as this picture that I'm trying to show you, so forgive me. But it was on my paper and it was kind of frightening. So let's look at this picture. Let's focus, okay? That's what you get for trying to be outside. That's exactly. You have to be out here with those that belong out here. All right, so here we are. Back to Daniel. He says, You, O king, saw this and beheld this big image, this great image, he says. It says, this great image was, and his, whose brightness was excellent. Mm -hmm. It stood before you, oh wow. And it says, that's what he was troubled about. Now let's look at this image. This image's head was a fine gold, and it represents Babylon. Okay, then it says his breast and his arms were silver, and this represent the Medo-Persian. Yeah, kingdom. These were kingdoms. These were kingdoms, and it tells us that his thighs was of brass. You see it, and then it lets us know that was Greece. That was Greece. You see it. It was Greece, and then it says his arms. What, his, his legs, I'm sorry, his legs were iron, was iron, and his feet, his feet, were part of iron and clay. Now, this is interesting, because his legs, the iron, was of Rome, represented Rome, the kingdom of Rome. But this, this, this iron and clay, it represents divided nations, so there were going to be more than one nation or kingdoms that were going to rule at a time. But then, there's going to be something exciting happen suddenly. Suddenly, Daniel 2, 34 and 35 says this, Then was the clay, the iron and the clay, the brass and the silver and the gold, broken into pieces together because they became like chef. Chef. Chef is, is something that's broken up like when you 
when a farmer, yeah, the farmer in the summer, and they have they have the wheat, and then they would beat it. They would beat the wheat on this threshing floor, which was a flat floor, and they would beat this wheat, and it would just break it all up. And so the wind would come, and it would blow some of the particles away. Yeah. And then the other that would stay would be what they would utilize. And so it says it would be, become like, you see this? There would be a big, a large boulder, something like a boulder, that was going to come and it was going to crush this iron and this clay. And it says it would break it into pieces together and become, it would be, it would became like a chef of the summer threshing floor. And the wind carried them away and no place was found for them. And the stone that smoked the image, this big stone that smoked the image, became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is what, uh, I was looking at a note in one of the studies, and it said this. It says a threshing floor is a smooth, flat surface, like I explained that was used in the process of harvest time. And so, they, what was interesting, they would even take cattle and ox, and they would let them walk on the crops so that it could separate them. Isn't that strange? Up under their feet, they would allow it, them to smash this wheat that was to be broken up. And then sometime they would take and beat it. They would beat it as well with large um, sticks, they would, they would beat it. And then it would do the same thing. That's interesting. But what's interesting is this boulder that is to hit the feet and break it apart, we're gonna learn what who was within this boulder. What does it represent? And so Daniel, went on to interpret this dream. So Daniel was letting Nebuchadnezzar know that God was letting him know he was the head and the ruler now, but his kingdom was about to bring up, to experience a shift. Let's look a little farther. Daniel 2.36, Daniel 2.36. We're gonna see something else about this dream. It says, this is the dream, and we will tell now the interpretation thereof before the king. So here Daniel's in starting to really give the interpretation. Daniel 2, 37 and 38. Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom power and strength and glory. <laughs> Four, um, 38, sorry, verse 38. And wheresoever the children of man dwell, the beast of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given unto thy hand. Now listen to how he's telling And has made you ruler over them all. He's telling the king, now, I'm letting you know, God has given this to you, 
God has caused that you would be the ruler. Only God has caused this now. And then he lets him know this. You are the head of gold. Your kingdom. You're the, your kingdom is the head of gold. Babylon. <laughs> Listen at this. This was a note about the kingdom of Babylon. It says the character of Babylon, that empire, is fittingly indicated by the nature of the material that it was composed of. Listen to how it explains it. The head of gold. It was a golden kingdom during a golden age. It says the city of Babylon its metropolis, according to history, towed a, a height never equaled by any of its latter um, kingdoms. It says, saturated in, in the gardens of east, laid out in a perfect square, 60 miles in circumference, 15 miles on each side, <laughs> Surrounded by walls like 300 and, uh, 350 feet tall. I was thinking about it. It sounds almost like heaven. You know, just thinking about all these dimensions. And then it says, in 80, 87 feet thick. 87 feet thick. It says, with the most, with the moat or ditch around it. Just, just look, sound like it was fabulous, fabulous. And then it lets us know that it was really a city contained within itself. It was, it took care of itself. It had a, a mighty wonder. It was something people wondered after. Such was Babylon, with Nebuchadnezzar's youthful, bold, and vigorous accomplishments. And he sat on the throne. So you know with all this, sometimes this would give you a big head. This would cause you to have a high thought of yourself. Remember that it said that it was going to tell the thoughts of Nebuchadnezzar's heart. So he probably had some kind of high thoughts of himself. Daniel 2.39 says this. And after you, uh-oh, letting him know your kingdom's going to fall. After you arises another kingdom. Inferior to you. Now it's going to be inferior to you. And then another kingdom, a third kingdom, of brass, which is Greece, which shall bear and rule all the earth. Greece, all the earth. So he's letting Nebuchadnezzar know your dream was telling you that God allowed you to be the head of gold but your kingdom is about to fall and it's about to be given to someone that's even inferior to you not even as high as you are but you know that's the way God will do us sometimes we will get so haughty we don't realize who has given us what we have and then we find ourselves in trouble Daniel 5 Daniel 5 30 and 31 Daniel 5, 30 and 31. The last Babylon king. Let's look at that. The last Babylon. So it did end that Nebuchadnezzar's 
rule his reign of kingdom did end. So let's see who was the last one to be the king of Babylon. Daniel 5, 30, to 30 and 31. It says, In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. And Darius, the Median, took the kingdom being about threescore and two years old. He was 32 years old. So even that king was taken down. That was the king of Babylon. There was trouble in the land. And it all comes about when we don't remember who gives us, who puts them up, and who takes them down. That's what it is. It's who puts them up and who takes them down. Yes, you can be great, male or female, but if you by chance forget who set you up and to know that that person can take you down, you will lose out. The kingdom of Belshazzar was given to who? Let's see. Daniel 5, 28. So the kingdom is still moving. Daniel 5, 28. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. So it's moved from Belshazzar, who was with Babylon, and it's going to the Medes and the Persians. And this was that of brass. And it says, and then, then look at this, the fourth kingdom, which was Rome. We went on down to Rome, okay? Daniel 2, 40. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh into pieces and subdue all things. And as iron, and as iron that breaketh, and these shall it break in pieces and bruises. Wow. So even though it's so strong, it still has a capacity to fail too. Well, that lets us know, makes me wonder, is there ever going to be a kingdom that's going to stand? That's what I want to know. Let's look at this, Daniel 2.41. Daniel 2.41. And you know what I just saw? What were those? Pigeons. I think those were pigeons. those were pigeons. I got pigeons next door to me. And quite a few of them just came to visit. So if you see one pass by, just know I'm in the wild. <laughs> All right, Daniel 2.41. Daniel 2.41. It's going to talk about, over here where we were talking about the iron and the clay, remember? It says, Daniel 2, 41, it says, And whereas you sought the foot and toes, part of part of clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be it, in it of the strength of iron, for as much as you saw the iron mixed with martyred clay. It's not that that's so weak, it's just it has different kingdoms in it. But let's see, something is about to happen. Daniel 2, 
2.42, Daniel 2.42, it says this, And as the toes of the feet, oh, <laughs> as the toes of the feet were part of the iron, and they parted, so shall the kingdom, the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Wow won't be as solid as the gold. And the bad thing about it, that was solid and it didn't stand. So, here we are, mixed up. And you know when we got weak and strong, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Let's see what's next. Daniel 2.43. Daniel 2.43. And whereas you saw iron mixed with the maric clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. They used to tell us you cannot mix uh, vinegar, what is it, vinegar and oil and vinegar, oil and vinegar. They used to say oil and vinegar. You can mix it together, but as soon as you stop, it separates. Mm -hmm. Oil and vinegar. With oil and water. Oil, oil and, and vinegar. Water. Or oil and water. Yeah. But I remember oil and vinegar because I love Italian dressing. And when I mix it up, it's doing well. If I go ahead and pour it then. But if I sit it down, get it. Going to do this. Separation. Somebody got to try to be on top all the time. <laughs> anyway, let's look more into this interpretation. Let's look more. I told you I was outside, right? And the wind did just what it wanted to do. But that's okay. We, oh, let's get it. Okay, we got it. Boy, this video is going to be cute, right? It's going to be the best one. A lot of reviews, right? Let's go on. Daniel's 244. Daniel's 244 says, And in the day... Of these kings shall the God of heaven set up the kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. <laughs> Let's look at this. The kingdom shall never be destroyed, never be left to other people, mm -hmm. but it shall break into pieces and consume all these kingdoms and shall stand forever. Do you know what kingdom that is? Remember, remember this? boulder coming down? Well, what in it is Jesus and all the holy angels from heaven. So the kingdom of God is the one that's going to come down and hit the foot and going to break off because remember now, the image itself is nowhere like what it was here. It's already uh, broken itself down. It's already done that and it's gotten down to the foot where it's the iron and the clay together. So now when this boulder comes and it hits the feet that are divided up, none of it will stand. But the kingdom of God will always stand. Always stand. Forever, the Bible says. Forever. It says. Let me read that again. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, mm -hmm, which shall never be destroyed. The kingdom shall never, never 
be left to any other person. People, it says. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. Daniel 2.45 says, For as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, all of it, the silver, the gold, the great God has made known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. I gave you forewarning. Forewarn, what? Forewarning? Is forearm, forearm is forewarning? Yeah. In other words, I'm telling you what's going to happen before it happens. Now it's up to you what you do with it. I wonder what did he do with it. We will find out. Wow, what a message for Daniel to have the nerves to take to King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. I'm going to show you why I'm proud of him. Daniel 2, 46. We're just going to read the first part of that. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar bowed to the ground. How about that? He bowed to the ground. He could have stood up, ordered them to be killed, and defied what they said. But instead, he bowed to the ground. 47, 247, he said this. The king said, your God, this, your God is the greatest of all gods and the Lord over kings and the one who reveals mysteries. I know this because you have been able to explain this mystery. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to. Yes, he could have taken that and he could have acted like it wasn't even a dream just so he could have ignored and not let them know what was told to him by God. But no, he realized the big God is greater than anything on the universe. And then, it says this in a note, in the Bible reader notes, it says, the remarkable dream, as interpreted by Daniel, represents in the briefest form, and yet with unmistakable clearness, the course of the world empires. From the time of Nebuchadnezzar, to the close of earth history and the setting up of the everlasting kingdom of God. The history confirms the prophecy. God is a revealer of dreams and secrets and he can interpret them all. What are we waiting on? 
if Nebuchadnezzar was warned in a dream, do you know that God can warn you and I? And I think with studying the book of Revelation and studying the book of Daniel to see that we have a G-O-D, a capital G-O-D, that is in the business of sharing the dreams and interpretations that his people will not be in the dark. Why not believe? All I have to say is smile because your God and my God our God is watching over us. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are the one that can tell the dream and you will send the dream to your people, to anyone that's in need, but to warn us of what is really going on within us. You told and showed Nebuchadnezzar his heart. We ask you, Lord, show us our heart that we could do just what Nebuchadnezzar did. Bow down on the ground, ask forgiveness, repent of it, and receive your everlasting, eternal salvation. Thank you, God, for another chance. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Remember, like dislike, remember, share, and always subscribe. God bless you to the next time. See you soon.